0: Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9fm, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. Alexandra here, and as usual, I hope your Wednesday is treating you well. I know we had a little bit of a gloomy day yesterday, but the sun is shining today, which is always a treat, and I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you all had a great long weekend as well. I went back home um, to the Halton region with my housemates. Um, because we just wanted to get out of Kingston for a little change of scenery this summer. And so we celebrated my friend's 22nd birthday. We had some really nice sunshine on Saturday, which was um, really great. And then we had a nice cozy morning on Sunday where we relaxed because it was a little bit rainy. And then we drove back to Kingston on Monday night. There was an insane storm in, in the GTA around that time when you were driving back. Probably the worst condition I've ever driven in. I literally couldn't see anything from my window I guess or my dash with how much it was raining at one point and I just had to pull over on the side of the 401 wait it out for a bit until it cleared up but we made it back and not so surprisingly passed out after a long fun weekend and a good drive um, if you're a fan of live music and local music at that, I have a treat for y'all today. Tonight, as a part of the Bally Tobin Festival, local Kingston band Emily Steele and the Deal are playing at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts, in which you can all tune into that. If you go to Isabel Digital Concert Hall online, you can watch the live stream concert. This concert is free, which is so awesome, so why not check it out? Support our local musicians and organizations but in regards to my special treat it is an exclusive interview with emily Steele from the band so let's give her a call and chat with her about the band's music and how she has been managing to keep up her music career during the covid 19 pandemic so let's welcome emily Steele. hi emily how are you doing today and welcome to cfrc 101.9 fm i'm doing
1: all right thanks yeah things are pretty good um and i'm really glad that you were able um to squeeze me in today um for a quick interview um because you're you're performing at the festival with your band i i am yes i'm really excited
2: that's gonna be maybe the first well the like one and only times that we're gonna as a band be able to play together so um, i'm so happy that i was asked to participate i'm
1: really looking forward to it yeah, for sure. It sounds like an amazing initiative that all those people um, got together behind um, to support all the local um, Kingston musicians and artists and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm sure. For
2: yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. The quality is amazing. And, yeah, it's just I've never played at the Isabel. I've gone to some symphony shows and some other uh, you know, contemporary shows there. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just room has that – power and awe in it so yeah it really does. Yeah. It has like a church vibe, you know, where it's like, whoa. But (laughs) anyways, yeah, it's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um so, um you can just jump right into it. Can you tell us a little bit um about yourself and maybe even your other um two band members and just about your experience of being a musician and how you all kind of got into being Emily Steele and the Deal. Okay. So
2: Emily and Steele and the Deal is Myself, Emily, I play with a baritone guitarist named Jack Lockridge, uh, and that's my drummer, uh, John Irwin. So we all met just through mutual friends, basically, over the years, and we all decided, well, like I originally started playing with John, and I was looking to kind of expand and uh, try out another sound. So yeah, Jack and I crossed paths and I asked him if he was interested, and that's really how it got started. Um, I'm someone who loves music. I've been playing it just mostly, you know, at open mics for quite a long time. So it was in 2017 that I really started putting a lot more time and energy into the project and watching it grow and mature and change and uh, slowly getting better. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've just kind of been a little turtling along, like step by step, kind of learning what uh, making music and the live show and. Yeah, all the different aspects. Make what making a record is like. So, it's been uh, ever changing, and I'm I'm not slowing down by any means. Uh, but yeah, it's just been a great journey so far.
1: That's really good to hear. And your um, the band was created in 2017, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So only so three years. Um, and what have you um, all kind of been able to do over the past three years? What is it?
2: Well, originally, um, I mostly brought pre-written songs to the, to the band. So how we've written has changed and we start, we started, uh, jamming more where we just are going, you know, there's a rhythm and beat going on and we're just improvising together. So we're definitely a lot more comfortable just being able to read each other musically. So that's definitely, a have changed since the beginning in terms of how we write music. I still bring a song every once in a while. I'm like, okay, I've written this, and I think it's somewhere. But usually, it, it changes a lot because Jack and John contribute immensely to the overall sound. So, they, you know, how I'm playing it changes along the way as well. And then when we bring it live, it can change again. So it's it's been pretty cool, yeah. And I don't know what the next steps are. So obviously, I've just been busy writing right now and. Not sure if the guys are picking up their instruments and whatnot, but, yeah, it's been, we, uh, our schedule is like once a week, we always got together. So it's been, it's been a big void in my life, but I'm filling it with, you know, I still make sure I get down and practice and do my thing. So, uh, good. yeah, some time to go inwards, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like we mentioned, you're performing at the Tobin Festival in August. Um, what do you think of being a part of an online music festival?
2: It makes me one part excited and one part a little nervous just because it's a new experience. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I there's an excitement to that as well. So, yeah, in terms of being asked to be involved, I've, yeah, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It's a great opportunity. Um, we're going to be able to access a huge audience that I would never be able to, like example, a lot of my aunts and uncles who have never seen me play, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be able to reach out to them and they're going to be able to experience the online show as well. So those are some aspects that I'm really, that really brings a smile to my face getting involved and yeah, just being able to share my music.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's kind of crazy to think that really anyone in the world could essentially tune in um, exactly, from wherever yeah. and yeah, watch you perform live. That's such a an, an amazing venue
2: yeah it exists forever but at the same time i hope we can uh get together to practice a few times because we haven't played together since mid-march but whatever happens we'll make it work
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and yeah so um i think you guys had a couple shows in kingston in late february um like at the mansion and um
2: oh I grad club in the two can, i think yes Backing yeah i
1: Mhm um so that was kind of like before everything blew up with the whole COVID-19 situation and you know before things were declared as like a state of emergency was there anything in the works that um you guys had planned for the next few months that you've kind of had to alter and play around with
2: yes definitely um mostly shows coming up is what we were focusing on so you know some summer festivals were lined up and we had a gig going on at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto in April.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I was starting to be like, maybe we should go in and maybe put down a song, look into starting to record something. Um, But I hadn't initiated that. That was definitely in the back burner of like, okay, that's the next step. And maybe some t-shirts, which uh, still can be done. But I was like, ooh, but now I'm like, wait, should I be investing in t-shirts right now? Probably (laughs) not. So those are some things, like I always have a list of like things to chip away at, but yeah, everything's just kind of feels like just on hold a bit, you know, it has have to be patient and wait it out and yeah, um, take a, take a day by day on, in that sense. So mm-hmm.
1: day by day. Yeah, That's definitely a, a good way <laughs> to on. approach this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, quarantine mantra also sort. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. We'll see what's more brings. but <laughs> anyway, so I'm just I'm not resting it, I'm letting it take its time and it'll play out and we will carry on where we left off uh when it, when the time comes.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really great to hear. Um and um you know, during this whole COVID nineteen pandemic, obviously being in quarantine and that kind of stuff, how do you as an artist, a musician how do you create and continue to have a presence um, with with the arts during um, this, during a time like this? Well,
2: yeah, making music's been always in my routine, um, so it it has given me greater focus right now in order to finish songs that were half started, and I've also written a, f- a few new ones that are that are okay. They're still uh, shape shifting a bit. So, in terms of just having more time right now, and, and I'm not always, you know, uh, focusing it into music, but that's definitely been a greater. You know, I'm spending more time doing it. Ultimately, um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's I'm writing, and uh, I'm making the I'm making the best of it, and it is not necessarily inspiring. I'm not singing so much about isolation right now but i'm kind of finding characters and people who i've met as well and incorporating them into my writing right now which has been maybe a little escapism or whatnot but it's kind of like connecting to someone uh in another way so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's been
2: another thing that i've
1: been doing that's really cool. And how is it? Because um, you said that you know, with your um, with the other two guys and stuff, you guys kind of just like jam out, and it's a lot of improvisation. But now you don't really have that. So how has like how ha- how has that been different for you? And um, has it been easier, harder, that sort of thing?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it's mostly self motivated. So depending on the day, that can be challenging. Um, But it's just back back to basics with me. So I'm back on, I'm holding my acoustic guitar and I'm writing a lot of like folk songs and country songs, but that's usually a lot. Like when I bring those songs to the band, they usually are in that kind of uh, format Mm -hmm. and it brings true to those genres. But, and then I plug in the electric guitar and then all of a sudden, yeah, things change and, so we'll see what happens to these ones, but it's just back to basics. I got my acoustic guitar out. It's always kicking around in a room, and sometimes I midday I'll pick it up and I'll like be able to write a verse. And I'm like, oh cool, write that one down, and then walk away from it. So it's just kind of like in my day to day, I'm just picking it up and seeing if any seeing if inspiration strikes or not.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really good. To some, know, though.
2: yeah, yeah, it, it's been all right. I've I've written a new a uh, new song about this. Girl, uh, I took the VIA Rail in January. I was, they have this program called the Artist on Board, and you can get a free train trip, and you perform three times a day to the passengers. And I met a uh, passenger, Katie, c- coming back from BC to I was going to Toronto Union Station, and she she got on in Saskatoon, so we were able to get to know each other. We we basically just ate meals together, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, would have a chat and a laugh and whatnot. And anyway, she just told me about her life, and I just found it. It just kind of struck a chord with me. She, like, just opened a greenhouse, and I really like gardening. I was, like, ooh. So <laughs> we really just fostered a great connection. And the 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 greenhouse company was called Prairie Petals, or she renamed it, but she bought it from her partner's uh, aunt and uncle. They were selling their greenhouse. And so it, it, when they owned it, it was called Prairie Petals. I was like, oh, that's just such a great name. So I'm I'm toying around with that song right now, Prairie Petals. That's really uh,
1: cool.
2: Yeah, a bit of a song about her, Katie. So it's been, yeah, that's a song I wrote during these times. You just kind of, yeah, it came slowly. I'm I'm not one of those people who can, like, bang it out one day, or at least not yet. (laughs) Maybe one day (laughs) it will happen. But I kind of tip away at it over a week or two.
1: Mm -hmm, Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Awesome. and. Um, How can your your local community or even larger communities support um, the arts during a time like this when a lot of um, opportunities for artists are kind of not available or as accessible to them anymore as they would have been?
2: Yeah. Well, I think our community is doing an amazing job at that by providing a bunch of these online opportunities um i've had a few offers now and i have a, a couple of great events coming up where people in the community have reached out and it's keeping the art seeds thriving and you know you can't catch every online show but if you're able to catch one or two um you know jump in say hey ho that's that feels good and that's empowering it you know it fills you up a bit so this i have a few things coming up this week actually so uh so Skelton Park Arts Festival, they're doing an at-home series, and the Elm Cafe is doing a coffee house. So on the 21st, so this Thursday, Charlotte Cornfield's going to be their feature performer, and they're going to have a bunch of local acts. You could reach out and be like, hey, I'd like to feature a song, and I'm going to play the prairie Petals song, actually. So they kind of reached out to me. They're like, hey, um, what do you think about this? And then maybe on June the 4th, I'm going to be a feature performer. So I'm going to do a few songs in that set and have an opportunity to once again share my music uh, to a bunch of people who haven't got to check me out or, you know, see what I got to say. So that's really awesome. And then on Friday, uh, K- Visit Kingston reached out. So I'm going to do uh, Going Live with uh, yeah, Visit Kingston on this Friday at 8 p.m. So that will be on Instagram.
1: Oh, Awesome.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'm going to be promoing those things coming up. They're just putting the finishing touches on it. So, yeah. So I'm trying to get savvy with the tech right now. I have an interface and the drivers on my computer are, I'm still, we're ironing it out. I got me and my partner chipping away at it, trying to get, you know, the tech side of it figured out. So that's new territory for me. So really I'm learning a bunch of new skills, (laughs) learning the sound side of it. Which is, yeah. which is good, <laughs> but it has its uh, hold ups, I guess. Or, or at least I'm at a crossroads right now. We're like, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> the computer um, mic will work, but it's just not as high-poly sound that you can get by using a proper mic and fin interface. So, right. yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, I hope that you're doing
2: really well, and that everyone else there is you know holding up okay trying to trying to get through the day but yeah, I think that's I think that's all
1: awesome well, thank you so much um for talking with me about um your music and about um you know your upcoming performances and all that stuff. Always just happy um to support a local musician for sure, and yeah, um. I look forward to your um event at the Isabel and also the other ones as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Right on. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person one day, Alexandra. Thanks so much for reaching out and uh yeah, being interested.
1: Yeah, of course. I hope to uh, stay in touch with you, but yeah, have a great rest of your um day and thank you so much again.
2: Wicked. Oh, All right, that's great. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much as well for coming on. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I was a little late uh, responding to the email myself. So, actually, no, I just that last night I was like, oh, my goodness. So, anyways, I'm glad we were able to set it up. And yeah, me back. too. I'm so, glad it worked out. All right. Well, have a great afternoon.
1: You too. I will, I mean, thank you.
2: I'll catch you later. Bye now.
1: Yep. Bye.
0: What a great interview with Emily from Emily Steele and the Deal. Like I said, you can check out Emily Steele and the Deal tonight uh, as part of the Ballytoban Festival. Just go to Isabel Digital Concert Hall dot to live stream the event. It is at seven PM, um, so not too far away. So you can definitely check it out after. Um, my show. Um but yeah, it's free. It's great to support our local organization, the Isabel Bader Center, and great to support local musicians. You know that here at CFRC, we love to do that. Um so yeah, I would highly recommend checking it out. Um that isn't even the end of the festival though. It is running for a little little bit longer. Um the Isabel has done an amazing job in putting together such an eclectic um group of people, um, for this festival, which is super awesome, um, you know, they've had, um, local musicians like Sadaf Amini, tonight we have, um, Emily's Deal on the Deal, um, which is really awesome, and they've had people who have performed, um, all over the world as well, which is, um, really, really awesome, like the Pella and I duo, um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, but, yeah, it's really, really awesome that they're able to do this. Um, they also have Oak Ridge Avenue um, today, which is super cool. Another amazing, amazing local band. Um, I really, really like their music. I've listened to some of their stuff, and they're super awesome. So that is at 8.30 p.m. Um, so yeah, check out Emily Steele. They're at 7 and then right after 8.30 Oak Ridge Avenue. Um, and then some other stuff coming up with the Bally Tobin Festival. Um, there is Kingston Cabaret Night on August 12th, um, which is, we'll have Selena Chiarelli and Firebirds, um, there's also the Isabel String Quartet on August 13th, and the Limestone Trio on August 19th, which is so awesome, um, so I would highly recommend checking them out, you can just check out all the times and details, um, online at queensu.ca backslash the Isabel, um, but. We're going to take a little bit of a quick break right now, and we're going to listen to some music. We're going to listen to music from Emily Steel and the Deal. In fact, we're going to listen to um, Gold and Spring Song off of their album. So I hope you enjoy that on CFRC. Baby,
4: I, my father said. he left this world. I try far young Put on his boots Still a little too big for you I'm my father My father's son So baby
0: We're back and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9FM. In another update regarding Bell Park campers, as of last Friday, July 31st, people at Bell Park on Montreal Street began transitioning from the parking lot where homelessness encampment had been established, and they've been transitioning into more suitable locations. On July 7th, council voted to waive the enforcement and application of the park's bylaw until the 31st of July, so last Friday, to allow those who have created a home at Bell Park to continue to camp on the property as safely as possible with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. During this time, the city and many community partners have continued to look for ways of meeting the unique living needs of every individual who has been camping at Bell Park and to remain committed to working with people as they transition from the park to better locations. In keeping with City Council's motion, a number of services will gradually be removed from the park. However, the main focus over the next couple of weeks will be to ensure a smooth transition Um, for people to more safe locations. Portable washrooms in the meantime, um, located at 362 Montreal Street and Artillery Park will be removed. Since um, with the stage three reopening of the city, um, there are an availability of amenities um, in different parts of the city. Although the process will be pretty slow in its consistency, the city is confident that the options which are being given to those who are affected by this, and the city is confident that with the efforts between various community organizations, in the end everyone will be led to safe and sustainable permanent housing. Some next steps um, that involved the transition of this whole project and initiative is this week, city staff with different partners will be visiting the Bell Park campsite to discuss the transition, um, to also discuss the changes in services on site, so things like regarding washrooms and whatnot, and to also clearly state the different options and services that are currently available um, to those who are able to access them. It is also anticipated that additional services provided on site at the beginning of the pandemic, including um, temporary power, portable toilets, and large garbage containers will be removed within the next two weeks. Um, The washrooms and the on-site clubhouse will remain open for park users as normal during the summer months. In terms of transition options, there are several um, that are being offered to those who are still camping in the park. There are shelters. So the City of Kingston Housing and Social Services are working with multiple shelter organizations in the city to ensure that there is enough space if um, people who are camping do utilize um, or do choose to use this option. There is also the Integrated Care Hub, um, which is 24-7 access on 382 Baggett Street. in which people can access support and services like rest, meals, and referrals to community supports. Um, this is being run by HARS, which is the HIV and AIDS Relief Society, um, and also working with addiction and mental health services, home-based housing, street health, Kingston Youth Shelter, and other more. Um, this um, reduction, this harm reduction space um, will operate until September 30th and will allow overnight stays, which is really great. Um, And the great thing about the Integrated Care Hub is that people can also safely store their belongings in secure places. Currently, a permanent location for the hub is being sought, Um, so as um, they provide more updates, I will be sure to send them (laughs) your way. Um, There are also caseworkers that are available, which is really, really great. Um, And they will be working with individuals to see what needs can be met so that they can find stable housing. And um, Home Based Housing is providing taxi trips for people um, who need to access other services um, or who may have belongings that they would like to store at Artillery Park. There is also um, some fundraising going on for those who are Um, camping at bell park and the city is aware of this there is a wooden structure that and solar panels that are being there's well sorry i should say money for wooden structures and solar panels are being raised um to be built on the city-owned bell park property um the responsibility of removing the erected structures will fall on the city um As they um, monitor and clean out Bell Park for public use Um, and the city acknowledges people um, and their desire to assist people in um, whatever way that they can and the city is encouraging people to donate to the United Way which supports several organizations in um, the Kingston City area um, especially with helping Kingston's most vulnerable population um, A report provided to the Housing and Homelessness Advisory Committee um, addresses several initiatives and needs in the greater Kingston area for both interim and long-term housing. So as these different reports come out and more meetings happen, hopefully we will see a change and um, a better um, place and more resources for those in the city who need them. In some new and exciting news, um, local leaf farms will be opening up a new vertical farming site in Kingston on Innovation Drive. Um, This is actually really, really cool as I was reading articles about it because it's a really new take on farming, um, which will eradicate the need for a lot of land and Canadian dependency on weather, um, as stated by the Kingstonist in an article. So Local Leaf Farms' aim is to change the way that food is produced and delivered in Canada. They want to grow more safe, more fresh, and more sustainable food with really cool technology developed by NASA. Um, They're able to provide food that is herbicide and pesticide-free and hyper-local produce year-round. And hyper-local produce just means that it's produce that is within the city or really, really close. Um, And also, all their food will be packed in plastic-free compostable containers, which is amazing in reducing the amount of plastics um, that we use, especially when it comes to single-use plastics. Um, The facility is expected to open in late October of this year and is expected to create seven full-time jobs locally. For those who have been keeping up with Queen's University news, um, I know I've mentioned a couple times on the show, specifically when the BLM movement was at its height across social media, that several cities in Ontario and even Canada had petitions going around to take down statues of historical Canadian figures that were known for their racism and discrimination, such as the Sir John A. Macdonald statue here in City Park or the statue of Egerton Ryerson from Ryerson University. Um, Another petition that had been circulating the Kingston, or at least the Queen's community, is um, to change the name of Sir John A. MacDonald Hall to Patricia Montier Hall. Patricia Montier is a Queen's alumna who is a Mohawk lawyer. So in a statement released last week on Thursday, July 30th, it was announced that the Queen's Faculty of Law has an advisory committee that will, for the next eight weeks, lead consultations, and discussion as to whether the law school building should keep the name of Sir John A. McDonnell-Hald or not. The advisory committee is comprised of students, faculty, staff, and alumni who will all welcome views presented by community members and use those expressions to make recommendations that will eventually lead to the ultimate decision. For anyone who is interested in making a statement, you are welcome to make written submissions via an online survey, or you can directly email law consultation at queensu.ca up until September 18th. Once all different opinions and recommendations are considered, the dean of the law faculty will make a recommendation to the principal regarding the name of the building. The principal will then consider this recommendation when he proposes it to the board of trustees in which the responsibility then lies with the board whether or not to keep the name. As this um, becomes updated obviously I will come back with um, the most recent news. The Pump House Museum located at 23 Ontario Street will um, be is open for pre-booked small group tours. There are two different tours that you can take. Um, One is inside the Pump House Museum um, for the Collecting Histories exhibition and one is the Ontario Street Walking Tour, which is an outdoor walking tour exploring the fascinating history of Ontario Street. You can visit KingstonPumphouse.ca to book um, any tours. It's first come, first serve. Um, A lot of care and concern has gone into making the Pump House Museum safe for guests and staff. Um, There are different safety protocols regarding COVID-19 in which everyone touring the inside of the museum will be required to wear a mask. all tours will be in small groups of no more than nine people, and you have to register. Regular hand washing and high-contact surface cleaning of the site will be conducted in between tours. Um, and then with the Collecting History Sites tour, it's really cool because you get to explore all these historical and artistic objects and artifacts that tell us about Kingston's fascinating past. There are more than 15,000 objects in the Civic Collection um, and the earliest archive records date to 1830, before Kingston was officially made a town. And then there's the Ontario Street Walking Tour, which is a 45-minute guiding walking exploration in which you kind of just dive into the history of Ontario Street, which was a space that helped define and form Kingston as a city. You learn all these stories about intriguing and impressive people, Explosions, fires, industry, transportation, archaeology, everyday vices, and much, much more. Um so yeah, like I said, they're capped at nine people these tours, so be sure to book online at kingstonpumphouse.ca. Um they're open Wednesday to Saturday from ten a.m. to four p.m. with late night offerings on Thursday. Admission is fifteen dollars plus HSD for groups of one to three and twenty-five dollars plus HSD for groups of four to nine people. Um, but yeah, we're going to have another awesome interview with another band, um, not part of the Valley Tobin Festival. However, they are from Oakville, Ontario, so not too far from here, kind of around my hometown area, um, and they are Way The Anchor. They are a pop punk band, and we're going to chat with Andrew Zamora, who is lead vocals of the band, and talk to him about, um, Way The Anchor, and, um, yeah, we're just going to have a good time. Hello. Hello. Hi
1: Andrew.
3: Yeah, this is Andrew.
1: Hi, it's Alexandra Fernandez from t f r c one oh one point nine. How are you?
3: Good, I'm doing well. How about you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How's your week been so far?
3: Good, good. It's been it's been busy, it's been hot, but
1: So do you mind if we jump right into it?
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and where your passion for music kind of stemmed from?
3: Yes. Yeah, well, my name's Andrew Zamora. I sing in a band called way the anchor um we are based out of oakville ontario canada um yeah i didn't uh i didn't start singing in this band actually when we were forming uh this group um it was at a point in my life where i was kind of just looking for any anybody to play with and trying to get something going
4: mm-hmm. so
3: in order to, to get that i uh i offered to play bass and then actually that let me do backup vocals and actually kind of be a second vocalist um when we first started this project, but yeah, I I actually started playing guitar um, probably at the, around the age of 11 or 12 and um, you know, self-taught and just really all I wanted to do was learn how to play the songs that I was listening to every day on my iPod. So Mm -hmm. that really um, kind of, that's what kind of uh, helped me get into the mindset of being able to write my own music. And once I realized you could, when I was younger and you could write your own stuff, that was just kind of the start of it, of wanting to play live.
1: Um, Awesome. That sounds really, really cool. Um, So how many years have you been doing music for then?
3: Um, So I am 26 right now, so that's about 14, 15 years.
1: Nice. I'd say, yeah, close to. Very cool. Um, And so I know you spoke very briefly about how – you all sort of came together, um, but can you talk a little bit about the start of Wavy Anchor? Um, and can you also like speak to your band's journey from the beginning and sort of where you all are now at this point?
3: Yeah, we've um, it's been quite a journey. Even though we we started putting this project together in 2016,
2: mm-hmm. and it
3: um, it kind of was just it was just by chance. I had just moved back to Oakville um, from living in London where I went to uh, school for a few years. And um, you know, it was a time where I was just trying to uh, come back and I had to focus on, you know, kind of paying some student bills and getting a job right away. But through doing that I, I got a job and someone through this uh through this company I had met and that's how I had got it I started the band with our with our old singer and then it kind of just stemmed off of there as uh, putting up some posts, uh seeing who else was down uh, to kind of started jamming and writing out some music and it kind of you know it moved along pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. shortly after me meeting a, our old member uh, he brought Brad into it which is our current guitarist now and so we've kind of gone through a few um, a few member changes because even Brendan our drummer our current drummer he was not our original drummer okay. but we kind of I've always just had this mindset of we started this project and we got got things going pretty quick and so I'm I just want to keep pushing forward, and, and I feel right now we have the the great group of guys that we're all in the same mindset. We really have the ambition and drive to uh, keep pushing forward and just, uh, you know, paying our dues, and hopefully um, we can kind of break through and, and catch some people's attention.
1: Awesome. That sounds really, really great. Um, and about your music and all that kind of stuff, where does your inspiration stem from when it comes to writing new stuff?
3: Yeah, it's quite different. I I find that my inspiration of what I kind of drive and what inspires me is just starting off with something so simple, and especially for when it comes down to writing lyrics and and vocals, I really have tried to just um, portray what is going on in my life at this moment. I I really try and keep it uh, very spontaneous. And then what Come when I'm writing, I tend to riff and, and what comes out first is kind of, you know, stuff that's underlying in my head that it's kind of um, buried in there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm really trying to, yeah, we want to keep things very like on a personal level and really put as much heart and effort into these songs to try and give our listeners, you know, a glimpse into um, some of the into our lives, some of the hardships we go through. And we really want to keep um, all the lyrics and all our music really a part of us and just from the heart all around
1: awesome that's great and it's always really nice to like um you know listen to people and like their authentic music and just like kind of hearing about their lives like through song and stuff like that just really getting a glimpse into what it's like to almost be them in a way
3: yeah like even growing up like being inspired by some of these you know amazing huge bands you really you know the it helps you music helps you get through a lot of stuff so you really want to be on like a different connected level to these artists because they are so close to you and you feel like you you know them because they're you know such a big part of our lives you know listening to them every single day and uh, you know yeah like you said try you know trying to be them and and really getting influenced by them
1: mm-hmm. and what sort of um big bands and stuff like inspired you when you were younger
3: well, when I was younger, I think the two bands that really like kind of sparked me is, A, one, my first one was Green Day, for sure. I, I remember listening to um, Dookie when I was younger and then even diving further into some of their early years. And then that really, really caught my attention with just like their, that like whole, you know, punk genre and, mm-hmm. and where they started from and how far they've come. And the whole just like them, the, the visuals of them playing shows and how crazy it got, it really just took my... Um, you, my look, my take on music to the next level. And so, yeah, Green Day was one. Definitely Billy Callas being, uh, when I was younger too, being, you know, from uh, not too far from us.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: From being, I think, yeah, from Scarborough there's something. So that was definitely inspiration. And then uh, my next biggest one was definitely Alexis on Fire. When I got my hands on the first Alexis on Fire album, that kind of threw me into the area of, of getting into a little more hardcore music and, um, they, you know, they just, they kind of do the same thing of playing stuff straight from their heart and putting everything they've got into their music. So I really just, I've got my influences from definitely those three, obviously a lot more, uh, tons of other bands that have inspired me and influenced me over the years, but definitely those are three I, I can always say.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and when it does come to, um, Creating new music and stuff um, with the three of you, what is sort of the creative process um, when it comes to that sort of collaboration?
3: this yeah this we were kind of this new uh, EP was definitely a different process that we took uh, going into it while starting with these songs.
4: Okay. Um,
3: we've actually for all the songs that we found it really worked. We didn't have uh, much time. We wanted to get in the studio really quick. Uh, we had an opportunity to jump in with um, Sam Guyana, who uh, we worked with a bunch and he's just an amazing. Um, engineer, and producer. So when we uh, had this slot, we really, we wrote this new EP in maybe a month and a half.
1: Oh, wow. So we found
3: this, yeah. So we found this, uh, I don't know, we just kind of got on a rhythm. So it really kind of starts from, you know, either me uh, messing around guitar at my home or Brad and just coming up with one riff that, you know, we really can't get out of our heads. We can't stop playing. So we'll start with just a voice note sent over to them. And once we have one riff that we all kind of like, we'll get together all three of us and we'll sit in front of um, our computer and we'll just keep recording demos and trying to stem off these songs. And as we're doing this, I already have, uh, you know, thoughts of vocals and lyrics in my head that's based on the process. So we, we started looking at the overall uh, feel and, and vibes of the songs right from the start, right from that starting riff. So it really makes them come together and it really kind of gets us more connected uh, to the process and, and what we're creating and, and just have an overall perspective of the vision that we want to achieve. So awesome. That was something that, that really uh, kind of stood out for us when we were writing these new yeah. songs.
1: So what was the timeline like? It seems like it was a pretty quick turnaround um, by the sounds of it um, from the point in which you started writing the music to, you know, recording it, mixing and all that sort of stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely fast. We were lucky enough then before the world got real crazy. <laughs> uh, we were lucky enough to get in the studio at the end of July, early February. Okay. Oh yeah. That's started... perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we were lucky and then we probably, yeah, we probably started writing about halfway through December. Okay, so it was, yeah. it was pretty fast. And also Sam's an amazing, amazing um, engineer, mixer. So he got the songs back to us really quick, which was really good. So then we could, um you know, start focusing on all the other stuff we have to do with that, that comes with putting out, Mm-hmm. Ps, you know, like designs, uh, yeah, t-shirt sure. designs, getting stuff ready. At the time, we were looking at what, um, where we were going to tour next. We had a, we even had a West Coast, Canada tour I'd, that we would be leaving for next week. Actually,
4: oh, driving okay. out to
3: Vancouver and back, but unfortunately, that's not happening. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. We're sad about that. We just we can't wait to get back out there and start playing some shows. We miss mm-hmm. it so much, and I'm sure every other band that plays is you know, feeling the same way as we are.
1: Mm-hmm. And even just pr- like people who, you know, live for concerts too. Like I'm such a concert junkie myself. Like I miss yeah. going out to see live musicians. It's definitely not the same this summer, but yeah.
3: I know it's, it's hard, but you know, and you just kind of hope that everyone stays safe and
1: exactly. we'll get
3: through this and it'll eventually be, you know, somewhat back to what we can kind of call normal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and besides, obviously, like you were saying, you know, like you were supposed to go on tour next week, obviously with the release of the EP happening on the 10th and stuff like that, besides not being able to do that tour, how else has this whole pandemic sort of affected your band's usual practice and how have, um, the three of you and even other people involved on the sidelines, how have you all sort of adapted to this whole situation? Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's been, it's been a... It's been quite different, yeah. Like we not being able for the first uh, bit, not being able to actually uh, get together and see each other. Um, we've had to go like go down a, a bunch of different avenues of of how to you know stay on top of things. How can we you know without playing shows? How can we still try and keep people engaged? How can we stay ahead of this so that when then eventually it's kind of um, gets through it, that we can still have the momentum to keep playing shows afterwards. But it's mm-hmm been definitely different it's it's quite amazing actually um how connected we can stay just through technology and and even watching some other bands some of the cool content that has come out of of everyone kind of going through the same thing and and not being able to do their normal routines and be with each other we've we'll definitely tried to just really focus on our online presence and keep up the content and keep people interested and um even though we can't play shows it's kind of nice to be putting out some new music still have mm-hmm. uh, stuff that people can look forward to. For I know sure, that yeah. for sure we're definitely going to look into uh, somehow getting, you know, some live stuff online, whether it just be setting up a good um, recording system at our practice space that might be cool to to have people kind of get some insight into where, you know, what goes through a, a practice session and what we focus on and how it kind of runs. So there definitely has been a lot of different ways that we've been forced to think of to, to really just keep our online presence there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also, like, a great opportunity for you to try new things and then maybe, you know, even use some of them in the Yeah, well, the even, the yeah, with,
3: we, what, even with our, uh, the videos that we've been doing, I've definitely um, taught myself a bunch of new things, doing this stuff, uh, not being able to do our normal music videos and, and get some of the people that we usually have involved with them. Um, I've mm-hmm. definitely come up with some crazy stuff that I never thought, you know, I could do or come up with. And just by, you know, kind of um, being motivated and and being willing to learn something new. And I'm pretty uh, happy of how they've been coming out so far.
1: Awesome. Um, Do you think that you um, folks will have like some online events in the near future, like in the next coming months or stuff like that? I know that you do um, like a Instagram sort of thing like a I think it's like a pop punk and pizza sort of thing
3: that I've seen yeah we did um we used to we every once in a while we'll throw up a, a flip we do a flip cup games over zoom we try and do those I know yeah the other day we did um for pop punk and pizza we did an Instagram takeover for them for an afternoon uh so definitely there's been a lot more of uh that stuff kind of being in the works and doing some Instagram takeovers and um, maybe it's just some acoustic shows and just some light stuff just to really still keep playing music. And, you know, we haven't actually done quite a bit of that stuff of getting involved with other pages and, and collaborating and doing these takeovers. Mm-hmm. And so I really, yeah, I look forward to doing more of those and um, yeah, just kind of just constantly, I just want to keep thinking of new different content that, um, you know, we might not think of if you're in your everyday routine. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was also um, doing some research and I saw that um, you guys went on tour last summer um, a little bit, like you went to Quebec and some really cool places in Ontario as well. And I was just wondering, like, what is, what is that like doing, you know, like, um, I think it was about, what, eight cities in like eight in in a pretty short amount of time, like 10 days or something.
3: Yeah, what, yeah, we did, eight, um yeah, two weeks, it was like, yeah, we did a Quebec tour, Max, a short one. But it was, yeah, a lot of shows in a row.
1: What's that sort of like? Just, you know, with all um, the traveling, all the performing, all that kind of stuff.
3: You know it is definitely it's definitely tiring, uh, you know, driving um, you know, for long long periods of time a day and then playing, playing at night and you're up late. But it's definitely, it's just so much fun to drive to a different city and seeing all these places that you've never seen before and playing at venues. To people that you've never met before, right? So it's a cool aspect of doing that, and then also, you know, you're with, we're with, uh, you know, our best friends as well. So seeing all these experience together definitely gets gets crazy at some points, but it's it's so much fun, and we really really do miss it. Some of the greatest mm-hmm. stories probably will always happen on tour or in advance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um. And um. Would would you be will? I mean. How do I word this question? Um, How soon do you think that you would maybe be doing like a bigger Canadian tour, if possible?
3: Well, I'm, I'm hoping that we can somewhat reschedule the one that we had because it's the first time we were actually going um, out west and back, and it was going to be about a three week uh, tour. But really, even (laughs) talking to uh, talking to some. Some of uh, my friends that are that are booking agents, some for big bands, some for smaller uh groups. Um, it's looking more still like into next year before right, people yeah. can really start traveling. Like it's it's sure. I keep trying to think and you know, reassess every day of what's going on and how it's how it's being handled this pandemic. And it's really just it's I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a hard question to kind of uh kind of figure out because there's probably so many things that go into place. Um, you know, when thinking about traveling and, and for
1: sure, yeah,
3: uh, especially having you know such large groups in a small venue. That's what makes live shows so good. at being, um, you know, being with a bunch of people there for the same reason and being all close and cuddled together and going crazy. What um, you know, energetic live shows are about. So I, I hope it's sooner. I hope it, I'm wrong, but it really the only thing that matters now is just doing everything safe and and by the books because in the long run it'll make everything better and, and hopefully this stuff can happen sooner.
4: Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, Before we end off, is there anything else that you'd you'd like to add or say?
3: Uh, Well, I'll say thank you for um, having me on. I always love doing these interviews and having um, conversations with people I've never met before. Um, (laughs) Also, uh, just check out the new EP comes out on July 10th. Um, check out the new single, the three singles that we've put out so far, Medicaid, abrasive and clandestine. And we dropped the clandestine music video today. So go check that out and keep supporting local bands, buy some t-shirts online, share some music. For um, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It was really great speaking with you. I had a really great conversation just now. So thank you so much for also agreeing to join me on air. Um, Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, thank you so much. I had a, a great time too. Uh and hopefully we can do this again and hopefully we can meet and and play some shows and yeah, Yes, for sure. Well, <laughs>
1: yes. If you're ever coming to Kingston, I will definitely um make my way to one.
3: Yeah, we uh yeah, Kingston's a fun fun place to play. So, we always mm-hmm. tend to stop there if we're going out or oh, going out that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, thank you again so much. Um yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your night and also a good weekend.
3: You too as well. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah,
3: of course.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye. Right. Take care, bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Today in YGK with interviews with artist Emily Steele from Emily Steele and The Deal and Andrew Zamora from Way The Anchor. Don't forget to check out Emily Steele and The Deal tonight um, at the Isabel Bader Centre um, online for the Tobin Festival. It's just isabeldigitalconcerthall.queensu.ca um, and then that's at 7 p.m. and then you can also stay tuned in to that live stream for oakridge avenue another great kingston local band um, that is playing at 8:30 p.m but thank you so much everyone for tuning in to today in ygk on cfrc 101.9 fm i hope you have a great rest of your week um, and a really great weekend since it's coming back up um so yeah enjoy the rest of your wednesday and take care everyone Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.